Welcome to Victory Today. Thank you for joining us. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure that you do that so you'll get notified every time we put up a new episode. And I want to thank those of you who've reached out and shared how Victory Today has been an encouragement to you. You know, the whole point of this podcast and the reason that I'm passionate about it reaching more and more people is because all of us need to know how to walk in victory on a daily basis. Amen. I mean, in the crazy times that we are living in, you cannot afford to be frustrated and defeated and discouraged. No, I want you walking in victory. And I want you walking in victory day after day. I want you growing in your understanding of who you are in God and what Jesus has done for you and what you've been equipped with as a believer to not only flourish yourself, but to make a difference in the lives of other people as well. And so I've been talking about the fact that as believers, when we understand our authority, when we understand who we are in Christ, we recognize that we are right now in a position of victory. We're not trying to obtain victory. We're not fasting and praying and binding the enemy and trying to push and pull something out of God to try and get to a place of victory. No, as believers, we are already victorious. Amen? Jesus has already won the victory for us. He did that on the cross 2,000 years ago. And so what we're doing is we're stepping out each new day in the light of that victory and we're claiming those promises that have already been won for us. You know, the Bible talks about them being precious promises. And they are precious because they are God's pronouncements. They're his promises to us and God can't lie. Friend, God will never go back on his word. So when he gives us a promise and we grasp the fact that it's a promise that we're entitled to, it's part of the atonement. It was paid for by the precious blood of Jesus. When we come to the realization that those promises are something that as children of the King of Kings, you and I are entitled to, we can believe for them, we can receive them, and we can enjoy them. But my point is that we don't need to struggle and fight for them. We don't have to beg God or perform, do all these religious duties to try and get them. They are already ours in Christ Jesus. So really, when we talk about you and I enjoying victory on a daily basis, what we're talking about is renewing our minds to the truth of what Jesus has already won for us on the cross. We're talking about aligning our thinking to the Word of God, which says that God has already supplied these incredible benefits to us. And it's about recognizing and realizing and accepting that He wants us to enjoy them, that He's not holding things back from us, that all of these blessings are yes and amen. They are available to us to enjoy, but they've got to be received in order to be enjoyed. Let's not forget that. Those precious promises, they're awesome, but they're not going to fall out of the sky into your lap. Yes, God has given them to us, but right now, as we talked about in the last broadcast, they're in the realm of the Spirit. See, don't forget, God is a Spirit, and He connects with us Spirit to Spirit, okay? That doesn't mean we can't feel the presence of God. And we certainly can see evidence of God in the natural world. 
but he operates in the spirit realm, in the unseen realm. And that's why faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's what Hebrews 11 verse 1 says. We'll look a whole lot more into this in the coming broadcast, but I want you to listen to how the Amplified Version translates Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we connect with God spirit to spirit and his precious promises are available because of Jesus. But right now, where are they? Well, they're in the spirit realm. And so, as we just heard, that's where our faith has got to come in. So, the promises are all there. The blessings are ours in Christ Jesus. We believe that by faith in his word. But we really do want to see those promises move from the spirit realm into the natural physical realm. Why? Because that's where they can have a direct impact on us. Amen. We want those promises to affect us physically or in our finances, in our emotions, in our day-to-day activities. We need those spiritual things to manifest in the natural. And so God has already done his part. He's provided those awesome promises. He's blessed us with them because of Jesus. They're available to us. But now it's our responsibility. And what's our job? Our job is to learn how to receive them, how to move them, if you like, from the spirit realm to the natural realm. And friend, that is where the word of God comes in. That's why we are studying these things together. That's why we are learning what it means to walk in victory day by day. Because yes, Jesus has won the victory. But what does it mean for me to receive those promises and walk in victory in my finances? Or experience victory in my physical body over a disease? Or experience victory over fear or worry or depression? It's awesome that Jesus has won the victory. It's great that he's won the victory for me. And it's great that God has granted all these incredible things to me. But how do I receive them in the natural, in the physical realm? Well, that's all we're going to spend some time looking at in the upcoming broadcast, because this is so important if we want to enjoy a victorious Christian life. But sadly, the bulk of the church today is ignorant when it comes to knowing how to receive by faith what God in his grace has so richly provided. People wrongly assume that if they can't see something in the natural, it must be because God doesn't want them to have it. Or maybe he's unhappy with them. It is maybe not his will for them. Or he's withholding it for some unknown reason. Or or their faith isn't big enough. Or it's not strong enough. Or it's not powerful enough to supply it. But friends, when you understand what it is that we've been learning over the past little while, you're going to see that the issue is never with God. He's willing. He's promised. And he won't go back on his word. The issue isn't that Jesus didn't do enough. Oh, he got you saved, but now you've got to do all kinds of religious things and perform to get blessed. No. Nor is it that the devil is stopping you from receiving because he's so big and strong and powerful. He is a defeated foe. Jesus triumphed over him. He stripped him, the Bible said, of his authority. 
And so the only power that the devil has is the power that you give to him. And how do we give power to the enemy? By yielding to him, by believing his lies, by allowing him to operate in our lives. So the reason that we're not enjoying the blessings of God and walking in victory day after day is because we don't know how to receive. We've got a knowledge problem. Our minds have not been renewed to the truth of who we now are in Christ. Our minds haven't been renewed to the truth of what's available to us. And we simply just don't know how to receive by faith into the natural realm those awesome things that grace has already provided. But the good news is, friends, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Amen? And so that's what we're learning. We are stripping away a whole bunch of those misconceptions and religious mindsets that many of us have been brainwashed with for years and years and years. And we're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. Our spirit man has already been transformed. As we said last time, we already have the mind of Christ. But in our natural mind, we still got a whole lot of wrong concepts and ideas that are built up over decades. And we've got to shine the light of the scripture onto those wrong thoughts and cause them to bow their knee to the truth of his word rather than our human understanding. So let's understand today that, yes, we can walk in victory on a day-by-day, moment-by-moment basis because of Jesus We can. We want that. Jesus made it possible. And God wants that for us. And I've got no doubt that, friend, just like me, you want to walk in health and healing and wholeness. You want to flourish in your finances. You want to be healthy emotionally. You want to be healthy relationally. And I'm here to tell you, God wants that for you also. In fact, he wants that for you way more than you do. You say, how do you know that, Andrew? Well, he wanted it so much that he sent his son to die on a cross so that we could experience that victory. But more than that, even more than our physical healing, more than our emotional healing, prospering financially and materially, more than all of that, let's never ever forget that the reason Jesus came in the first place was because God wanted intimacy with us. Okay, He wanted a personal relationship with you. This is not just about you getting your healing. That's a byproduct of it. That's a blessing of it. But it's not the main thing. It's not, contrary to what a lot of people think, just about avoiding hell when you die. That's not what this is all about. Now, that is a wonderful, wonderful blessing, friend. And if that was the only reason that Jesus came, that'd be awesome. But the truth is, the reason Jesus came was to enable you and I to come into a personal, intimate relationship with God, with the Father, with the one who created you. That's why Jesus came, because God wanted a relationship. He wanted intimacy with you. But as we've talked about a lot recently, there was a barrier that existed, a blockage that existed between you and God. And that barrier was sin. And so Jesus had to come and he had to wipe out that sin. He had to pay the price for that sin. He had to obliterate that barrier so that sin is no longer a problem. 
so that sin, friend, is no longer blocking and restricting and stopping that relationship, that intimacy between you and God. And we said that, yes, sin still has consequences, terrible consequences. Sin is costly. Sin will cost you, friend, more than you want to pay, and it will always keep you longer than you ever intended to stay. Sin still has consequence as a believer. Sin has consequences, but the consequences are for you and for me. But as we've been learning, sin is no longer a consequence for God. It's not a problem for him anymore. That was a barrier that existed, but that barrier has been dealt with by Jesus on the cross. And so now when God looks at you, he doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see your faults and failings. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. He sees Jesus and his purity and his holiness and his righteousness. And he sees Jesus because as a new creation, you are in Christ. Amen. You are hidden, the Bible says, in him. And so when God looks at you, he doesn't see the sin. He doesn't see the stuff ups and the mistakes and the regrets. He sees you as you really are, the real you that we've been talking about, which is your spirit man. And it's perfect. It's holy. It's righteous. It's clean. Friend, I am saying that this is such good news. You know, in Christian circles, we often talk about the good news. But what most people mean by that is, well, you know, because of Jesus You don't have to go to hell. But no, the good news, as John 3.16 describes it, is that because of Jesus, you and I, friend, get to enjoy everlasting life. Everlasting life. That doesn't begin when you go to heaven. That's yours to enjoy today. Life. Everlasting. Blessing. Abundance. Freedom. Victory. And most importantly, intimacy. Relationship. Friendship with the Father. Intimacy with God. Why? Because he's no longer counting your sin against you. Because he's no longer holding your mistakes, your failings, your faults against you. Friend, that barrier has been removed. And now everything that you need for a life of intimacy with the Father, for blessings, for victory, for purpose, is yours in Christ. And when you slip out of your body one day, you're just going to continue in that intimate relationship with God for eternity. Isn't that awesome? That is so much better than some kind of heavenly insurance policy that a whole lot of people are relying on. Friend, I'm telling you, the Christian life was always meant to be about so much more than a get-out-of-hell-free card when you die. The good news was never that Jesus saves you from hell when you die, but until then, you've got to put up with a whole lot of hell on earth and suffer and struggle and go without and be weak and be overcome and weighed down with guilt and shame and depression and fear. No, with the greater one in you, you have victory. Amen? With the promises of God available to you, you have victory. With God pouring out his love on you day by day, you have victory. With the enemy defeated, you have victory. With the Spirit of the Lord on the inside empowering you, you have victory. 
with his affection set on you as a child of the King, receiving and enjoying the promises of God, friend, you have victory. You never need to go another day of your life in defeat. You never need to question again whether God's disappointed with you or he's withholding from you because of your sin. No. So let's go right back to where we started a few weeks ago. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7. Listen to it, friend. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, their sins to them. And he's committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Why? Why did he do that? Why did he endure the agony of the cross? Why did he suffer the shame and the beating and the weight of the sin of the entire world? For he made him who knew no sin, the Bible said, to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Friend, receive that truth today. Just get it deep down on the inside of you. You are right with him. You're right with him. He loves you. Even though you don't deserve it, he's pleased with you. Even when you're not pleased with yourself. If you ever understood just how much he loves you, just how much he's longing to spend time with you throughout the day, to talk with you, to listen to you, to be there for you, to encourage you, you would serve him more accidentally than you ever have on purpose. You would live a more holy, surrendered life motivated by love than you ever have been motivated by religious performance to try and twist God's arm and force him to do something. Man, you would have more joy, more peace, more breakthroughs in your life, favor overflowing if you would just receive his love today and stop focusing on your mistakes and figuring that maybe God's disappointed with you. I just want to encourage you, believe the love, friend. Believe in his love. Make a commitment today to believing that the word of God is true, that God is for you, that sin is no longer a problem, that everything that you need for a life of power and victory and blessing is yours today because of Jesus. I trust that that encouraged you as much as it did me. It really blessed me to share that word with you today. And I'm just going to go out and have a great day because of it. And I trust that you will as well. We've got a whole lot more to talk about in the days to come. But if you haven't rated this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, could you take a moment to do that? Also, please share it with a friend. Let's get the word out. Consider becoming a partner with this ministry. Man, that will help to support our education center in Cambodia that right now today is educating a hundred young people to be the Christian leaders of tomorrow. 
And as you partner with this ministry, you're enabling that to go forward for our seven full-time staff members to be paid, for those young people to be fed at the school every single day, for their families to be blessed with the rice that they need to cook for their families. Man, you're giving them a future and a hope. God is using you and your partnership with New Bold Ministries to see the Word of God go forward into a way that we believe is not just going to transform that nation, but the nation's of the world. So I'd really encourage you, think about that, pray about that. If you partner with faith-based organizations, consider partnering with us. Any way that you do that, your prayer support, your financial support will be an incredible blessing. Well, until next time, keep the faith and friend, enjoy your victory today.